0: The upper two floors of the Quad State's garage had once been devoted to inside parking. Some years before, with the rise to power within Chicago's underworld of Bull Logan, the garage had undergone a number of modifications, which were all but invisible from the street outside. The sliding metal security doors that closed off the main entrance ramp from the street had been quietly reinforced with half-inch sheet steel. An elaborate alarm system had been added. Inch-thick bulletproof glass had also been installed in the office. Lastly, the two-floor parking loft above the garage had been pared down to a single level. The top floor, also heavily fortified, had been converted into a headquarters and meeting place for Logan's mob. Since the garage's low-key grand reopening, numerous criminal operations had been coordinated from this concealed stronghold. External security for the garage had been planned just as meticulously. During the daylight hours, at least two men, one watching each exposed side of the garage, took note of any suspicious traffic approaching. At night, bright spotlights surrounded the building with a barrier of light which would defeat any stealthy approach. That left the flat rooftop as the apparent sole remaining approach, and the alarm system, invisible to all but an expert, acted to secure this means of ingress. The dark figure that approached the garage along Elm Street evinced no concern over any of these elaborate countermeasures. Dressed all in black, and with his face concealed beneath a tight black hood that completely hid his features, this furtive stranger was one with the night. The only distinctive feature that stood out in the gloom was a round, pale, blue-white circle embroidered across his masked face. This briefly caught and reflected the glow of an isolated streetlight before a shift of position buried the telltale marking in the shadow cast by the downturned brim of his fedora. A police prowl car approached down the street. The furtive figure faded back into the pooled shadows cast by the steps leading up to an apartment building. The squad car cruised on. After it rounded the corner, the man in black reappeared. Giving the patrol time to clear the neighborhood, the eclipse trotted down the deserted street and ducked into an alleyway. Some yards down the passageway, the masked man stooped and brushed thick, rain-matted dust aside, revealing a manhole cover set in the weathered pavement. Seconds later, he dropped from sight into the city's vast storm sewer system. In the meantime, things were getting lively at the Quad State's garage. Bull Logan had called several of his key lieutenants together for a briefing. Typical of his gatherings— the meeting room was monitored by several particularly reliable men who stood at the corners of the central room conspicuously armed with tommy guns. Not that Logan believed that such draconian measures were really necessary. He was certain of the support of several influential backers who would act swiftly and violently should anyone move against him. This ensured loyalty within his ranks and, until now, he had feared no intervention from outside. Even so, It pleased his theatrical side to maintain this visible, placed, and potentially lethal guard. To his way of thinking, their presence solidified his standing as a vastly important figure in the underworld. Big Bull Logan pounded his fist on the surface of his desk to rivet the assembled men's eyes on him. It was time to begin the meeting. "'We're losing control, boys,' he growled. "'We've spent years setting up our operations to run like clockwork. Boya!' you control the river. Murphy, you manage the highway importation business. Dwight covers graft. Brophy has gambling cinched in. And so on and so on and etc. None of the listeners so much as batted an eye at this recap. This was old news. Logan would have hardly called an assembly to remind them of their duties. The unpleasant business was sure to come next, and nobody was in a hurry to hear it. Now suddenly we've got critical breakdowns in most of our most profitable operations. Logan swiveled his head across the small group like a disapproving owl. I am not happy. Listen, Bo," protested Brophy, a meaty man with a lopsided nose who was missing the better part of his right earlobe. It's some new party cutting in. None of my boys can get a slant on just who's behind all this. I don't care about that, Brophy. You either close them down or I close you down and retool the whole operation.